Hello, and thanks for coming along to And We Have an Office Dog, the digital agency podcast where we talk to agency owner directors and learn more about what makes them tick. From the things that make them similar to the things they'd rather have known sooner, where they've had success, and where they've learned some hard lessons. All will be revealed with your host, Chris Simmons, the agency coach, and he'll be talking to a different awesome agency person in each episode, asking them four questions and seeing where the conversation takes us over the next 25 minutes. Okay, so let us begin. Over to you, Chris. Thanks, voiceover guy. And on the podcast today, we've got Anita from Pace Communications. Hello. Hi. Welcome on the podcast. This is the it's great the to be with you. The second or yeah. third time we've tried, isn't it? <laughs> Dog-related busy, injuries. Yeah, busy diaries and dogs to look after. Exactly. And you were just saying that the only day that you booked the podcast on the dog's not in the office, which is a shame, but hey. <laughs> yeah, very ironic. But she's there. She's actually at home today, which is highly unusual. But yeah, she's not in the office today. So, Anita, you're the founder of Pace Communications. First things first, give us a plug. What does the agency do? What are you famous for? Um, well, we describe ourselves as a creative communications agency, which um, I know is not a unique term, but um, we steer away from describing ourselves as a digital agency. So we're a creative comms agency. And what do we do? We, I suppose, in simple terms, create what we believe is brilliant content and campaigns that will get our clients noticed, uh, engage their audience at the right place and the right time, and ultimately create demand for their products and services. And you have just celebrated a relatively large milestone birthday. We have. So we are recording this in October, and um, last month in September, we celebrated our seventh birthday. So we have seven years old. Thank you very seven, much. Seven, seven years. You've got the agency's seven year itch. You're going to start a second one now, run in tandem. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, I have been asked that question. We, yeah, we will see. We will see. It is exciting, <laughs> though, because actually we have just um, extended the agency even further because we've just joined forces with a smaller agency. They've come under the PACE umbrella, mm. just a, a local agency that um, was a team of five. So that they've now joined us. So we are now a team of 27. Wow, that's amazing. So 20, 27 in seven years and, and, and five of those have been essentially an M&A process, which yeah. is quite exciting to go Just through. last month, actually. Yeah. So September was a busy month with one thing and another. And, and how, how, how have you and they found the kind of the merging of cultures and things like that? Or was it quite aligned in the first place? Um, it was actually very aligned. So uh, Jess, who was the founder of the, the smaller agency, um, she was looking at different options for her, her and her team. And she approached us and she was um, she was very open in the sense that we were the only agency she was interested in joining because of um, our culture. And that was the thing that appealed mm. to her. She felt there was a direct alignment with how we do uh, our work and how we behave as an agency. Um, and I agreed with her wholeheartedly when we looked at it, you know, coming together, it just made perfect sense. And they've only been with us maybe, oh, I want to say three or four weeks, not even four weeks, it's about three weeks. Um, oh. And it feels like they've been with us so long they've, they've just slotted in oh, so well and there's been no no issues they just feel like part of the family so it was a it was the right decision and it was a very quick thing as well um which i think just reinforced the fact it was the right thing to do you know that the initial conversation through to the completion of the deal just took a matter of weeks that's 
brilliant. I mean, that's that's what you want. That's what you want. And yeah. then any kind, yeah. any kind of merger, any kind of acquisition, the nice and swift is usually nice. Obviously, mind the eyes and mind the T's. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so over the last few years, what do you think's been uh, one of the biggest successes that you've seen as an agency owner? For us here at Pace, or mm. or just generally in the sector. Um, I think, I mean, we just talked about culture, but culture has been really important to me from day one. And I've been very keen ever since we opened the doors at Pace to recruit the right people. And, you know, there's been times when we perhaps have um, realised that for whatever reason, the people we've recruited outright were either the, not the right fit for them or vice versa. So I think in those situations, it's quick to to address that um, mm. because being the right fit and the right type of person um, and to fit into the team and complement what we already have in the team is, is critical to the continued success of the agency. So I think having that the right people and continuing to build a creative culture um, yeah. is really important. And when, when I describe our culture, I talk about it as being an environment where people can work to their, you know, natural best and feel fulfilled where they can trust each other uh, work together as one team and I know it's a bit of a cliche but like a family and um, because I fundamentally believe if we've got a happy team we're doing brilliant work and then we're delighting our clients and and and, and the thing is if it's if it's there's lots of cultures where they say those same things but they only mean them on paper so mm. it sounds like you actually live those that, that culture and those values which is which is a, a very different thing to having a big vinyl sign on the wall that says those things. Absolutely. And and it's also, I mean, this isn't unique to us. I think all agencies have a similar culture in the sense that we try to have a fun as well. Mm. So there's a big social side to agency life, which I think has to be part of the, the package because agency life is quite demanding. You know, it's very challenging. We're all up against deadlines. So we have to balance yeah. that with remembering to have a good time and and celebrate the highs you know there's a lot of lows in agency life you you know win some lose some so it's important to take time out to celebrate the wins as well absolutely absolutely agree and i think um i think living by your 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 values and and your culture is it's a great way to bring new staff in as well especially mm. these days when it's all the more expensive to find new staff um having a culture which a team help do your own recruiting because they're very happy yeah <laughs> absolutely happy and and, and you know what we do most of our recruitment we don't ever use um recruitment agencies we do it through our own social channels because we've been very um conscious to to um demonstrate illustrate our culture through our own social channels so we get people contacting us proactively mm. um asking you know do you have any opportunities or can you keep me in mind if you do have opportunities because they've seen what what it's like to work at pace through our social channels so i think that's, that's important awesome. as well so if you if you could go back in time to just as you started uh um uh work uh, building the agency and give yourself like one piece of advice what might that just one piece be? of advice yeah oh, <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've accumulated a lot over the years that's for sure yeah um i think agency life can be quite cruel as you know like I said before when you're mm. celebrating the wins and obviously there's quite a lot of lows as well and that you, there is a lot of rejection involved in agency life and I've come from a corporate background I worked in corporate you know in-house for over 20 odd years so I think when I first started working the other side of the table so I used to see agencies I was the client and then I became obviously the agency so sitting on the other side of the table and I think the first time we were unsuccessful in a pitch I took it very very personally and uh, mm. that rejection was really hard to deal with having not been through it before <laughs> yeah. um, so I think you know if you're starting an agency then you have to accept that um, 
you are going to be disappointed, um, but not to dwell on it and not take it personally. Um, it's it's maybe just purely down to a timing thing um, rather yeah, than the quality of the work. There's quite a lot of factors in, involved, especially when it comes to that part of pitching. But you get rejection once you've got the client sometimes because you lose them once in a while. Absolutely. And, and, absolutely. And, yeah. and often that can hurt more because you've built relationships and, yeah. and all sorts of things like that. But um, do you think that if you went back in time, if it was possible and you gave yourself that advice, would 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 the uh the just starting out founder of, of pace communications have listened to the advice um yeah i, I don't know because i'm i'm <laughs> i'm quite a competitive person but in by nature <laughs> so i think i don't like losing and i take losing a bit quite far. um i think i'm just a bit more um uh, i don't know relaxed is the wrong word but um yeah i think what I do, what I have learned is that any feeling I have is totally my choice. So yeah. I, if I choose a, a different way of dealing with a situation, it's not just about pitching, it's about anything mm -hmm. in life. You know, if I, I choose a different feeling then, um, I, or a different thought, how I, how I um, deal with a situation, then that results in a different feeling. So it's up to yeah. me. It's my totally my choice how I want to do, feel about something. And I think I've learned that um, you yeah. can dwell on things and, you know, make a big deal out of it or you can accept what it is and move on. Um, and I know yeah. it's easier said than done, but I think I think that's come with experience I, over the last I, seven years. I think you're right. And I think um, over the course of time running an agency, you learn how to deal with, like you say, rejection. But you also it's it's um, it's the most expensive MBA you'll ever have. And you mm. certainly learn to be a bit stoic about things. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but, so I wouldn't have it any other way. I mean, sorry, just um, no, just no, compared to my corporate life, which was very predictable and I want to say boring, but very steady. Agency mm. life is a bit of a roller coaster, but in the same because of that, it's exciting. Oh yeah, yeah. The highs feel even more high than, than oh, they would do if they were just absolutely. consistent. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And 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 do you think over the over the years, do you think there's one thing that you you kind of either regret happening that you, that you learned from quickly or is there something that you did really well as an agency and you that's kind of something you you stuck to the, the success that that kind of rolled into like the future um um one thing the success i mean i, I know i've talked about it already but the, you know, the culture is really important to me and i think you know i've been very steadfast in my approach to the whole working from home um, debate and hybrid working. So I opened it out to the team. So obviously, like everybody else in the in the proper lockdown, that initial lockdown period, we worked from home as most people did. But I think after the, I think it was about the first three months, we started coming back to work into the office and we've been in the office since then. And it's really important for us to be in the office because we know we work better together. Um, yeah. You know, we are a company. There's a clue in the name. <laughs> Otherwise, we'd just be 27 <laughs> freelancers all working at home. Yeah. Um, just, you know, while I'm recording this with you in the meeting room next door, there's over 20 or people collaborating, you know, doing ideations for clients. Now, mm. you can't do I don't care what people say. You cannot do that from behind a screen in your living room, bedroom. And I opened it out to the team and said, you know, how do you feel about working in the office? And it was unanimous. People wanted to come into into the office because they enjoyed being with each other and bouncing ideas off each other and you lose I, I don't care what people say you lose that culture if you are not all together um yeah I, I i 
I believe you. I, I, I think there's there's varying different um, versions of the the work from home piece as well as the you know the the hybrid and all that sort of stuff. And it does very much fit. Different agencies seem to have very different approaches to it based on how they work and the culture of the business. And I do think that when you're working on an ideas based business from a creative mm. point of view, it's mm. very hard to be creative, like you say, from the side of a screen because you're in an empty room all by yourself. You are talking and to you ten miss- boxes. Yeah, and you miss those new, those little conversations that happen once you, you end the Teams call. Mm. The conversation in the office is still carrying on, but you're not part yeah. of that conversation. Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah, and I think, you know, from a career development point of view as well, you need to be present. You need to have visibility in the office so people mm. and you can see the contribution you're making, which, again, is hard. Now, I'm not saying that you know everyone exclusively works in the office every day. People have the option to work from home one day a week if they want to. But mm. I would say the vast majority of, you know, 20 or people are all in the office every day because they choose to be. Yeah. And, and if it's a choice, then and, and people do it, then they've done it right. You've done it right. There's something there that makes that the case. In other agencies, they you know may have downsized the office or something like that. Yeah. And then they rotate mm. and they try and do their do it that way. Other agencies of strictly 100% remote and they're starting, I think, based on conversations I'm having, some of which are, this is still great, everyone loves it, but we need another five staff because we lost five staff. Uh, or um, I think we're gonna we're running out of steam working from home um, and we need to start looking for office space, um, which you is have really to be. interesting. It's a lot of pivoting. Yeah. yeah, I think you have to be exceptionally motivated to work from home every day and that, that you know that isolation being I know people have calls teams calls etc zoom calls mm. but it's not the same as, as as bouncing off each other in an office yeah yeah no I I, I tend I tend to tend to agree um I mean I, I work mostly on my own most days with other agency leaders um, and I always prefer to go even if it's a train or a plane uh, trip uh, to sit in front of them physically with them if I can because it's it's not just necessarily uh, the presence physically um, or seeing someone through a screen it's the uh, the little nuances of body language that you pick yeah. up on when you're with people that you just don't get you can't see that properly through a screen um, yeah. so I think you know being present is 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 is, in, is absolutely essential um, I'm convinced though um, I joke about it in the office I'm convinced with obviously the energy prices and everything everyone's going to go back to the office in the winter anyway because they, they don't want to pay to have the heating on at home so they're all everyone's going to go <laughs> I mean, there's one good side side of it, then, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> um, is, so, if there's someone who's been listening to to this podcast now and they're thinking of starting an agency, or they've just started an agency for themselves and they've got a mountain of stuff to look at doing, and they 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 want to listen to, to this podcast and work out what 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 Anita's piece of advice would be, what one thing, and it has to be just one one <laughs> thing, would you would you pick that is the um, that that person would come up to you and say, hey, Anita, I need one piece of advice from you. Give it to me now, quick. Hurry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so many, so many. I think, I think, and again, it's easy for me to say, but I, I do, I, I've trained myself to do this, is to focus on the things that you can control and not get distracted by what other people are doing. And I think when you start mm. an agency, it's very easy to look at what the competitors are doing, especially in your locality, Mm. and you, you could panic and think oh my god we're not doing that we should do that and we're not doing that and you get distracted I think just keep that focus and just focus on what you can control um, yeah. and n- not get distracted by what those are doing and 
and how easy did you find that when you started out of interest oh not easy at all you know yeah. I was like I said I was in-house um I'd seen lots of agencies I felt there was an opportunity to do it differently and do it better I had all these ideas about what I wanted to do and then I'd notice agency x had won a client or agency b was offering another service and then I think oh we maybe should be doing that or mm. you know we should go after you know that sector or whatever it might be um and I got you know it's very easy to derail yourself off, off your plan um I'm not suggesting you shouldn't keep an eye on what's happening in the market but just because then you can start if you do get distracted you start to dwell on what other people are doing and you you're not focusing on what you need to be doing and you can only control what's within your gift which is what you're doing so yeah the rest of it is a waste of energy and a waste of time so and you're focus never going to you get energy back no absolutely and you've only got so many hours in a day and we are all exceptionally busy i mean our agency works in in media obviously it's 24 7 um it's it's constant it's relentless so you're busy enough without having the distractions of worrying what other people are doing or what other people think of you as well mm. that that falls into the same um advice really don't worry what other people think of you because at the end of the day it's again something you can't control absolutely and i think quite every every agency leader i speak to have similar kind of opinions to you in that sense but they also all um still watch what's going on and listen mm, to each other and things like that. Yeah. And you can't help it because it's you know the 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 um the 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 grass is greener or looking over the fence style kind of mm. thing. Um but one thing I've one thing I've learned recently having launched the OMG Center is that community is something really, really important to agency leaders in that there's there's enough um that you can share or learn from each other without stealing ideas or risking kind of IP and things like that. And sometimes that shared um, shared uh, conversation around the, uh, the same kind of challenge or whatever, you know, someone may ask, have you had, uh, I've, I'm having this trouble with my, with a member of my staff, you can empathise and you can, mm, you know, absolutely. offer advice as part of, yeah. and, and you're not losing anything through that and they're not losing anything from it, but they, but as a, you know, it takes a village to, 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 to grow an agency. Yeah, it does. It does. And I think um, the more confident you, you are in what you're doing, um the less you are distracted by what others are doing and um agreed yeah. agreed that would be my bit of advice <laughs> and, and, it, and it is great advice Fo focus on what you're good at focus on what you're doing with your people and for your clients but keep an eye on them because they might have a good idea once in a while yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's great yeah. advice to end the podcast on so thank you very much for coming along anita thank you i've enjoyed it and in our next podcast, we'll be talking to a different agency leader to hear the lessons they've they've learned and uh, find out what happened to them along the way. Thanks for listening.